You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Life Rules Podcast, where we talk about your real-world questions and music. Each week, we'll bring you conversation, advice, and stories based on real-life experiences to help you authentically live your best life. Whether you're making the rules or breaking the rules, you deserve a life that rules. Hey, lovers. And haters. I'm Roxy Rocketfire. And I'm Tabs. Woo! What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about friendships. (gasps) You're my friend. You're my friend, too. Woo! I'm all hyped today. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, do friends tell you everything that you want to hear? Not good ones. (laughs) Uh, I think it depends on the context, but no, no. They tell you the truth. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. They also kind of like know when to tell you the truth. Yeah. And like they know when you kind of need that like go for it, even because they know they won't talk you out of it. Mm -hmm. Or they... Or they will tell you the truth like, listen, you know that this isn't the right thing. Oh, yeah. And those conversations can definitely be uncomfortable, but you need to have them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like – but that's why, like, I love my friends. Like, And sometimes you do as a friend have to say, like – I say like a lot. Mm -hmm. You have to say – do you you've said this to me before do you want me to tell you what you want to hear mm-hmm. or do you want me to tell you the truth and i was yeah. like well i want you to tell me the truth because that's what i want to hear even though like it's not like in quote, what i want to hear right yeah i think it's the same like if you're venting to someone mm-hmm. do you want me to listen to you or do you want my advice because yeah. those are two different things yep i'm a big problem solver mm-hmm. so naturally you have to tell me like just listen i need you to listen yeah because I'll just, uh, I mean, I'll have it solved by the time you're done with the sixth sentence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, uh, my fiance, I would tell, come home and like rant to him about my day. And he would always give me these ways on how I could like solve it or make things better. And I finally got to this point where I was like, I don't need your advice because I know how to fix it. I just need you to let me tell you all of it and just listen. So now it's super great because. He doesn't give me his advice. He knows I can handle it. He's just there. And I get it because, like, when somebody that you like or love is, like, in any kind of, like, unbalance or imbalance, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when they're not feeling like, you know, their best self or they're not, like, having the best time with something, you do want to fix it for Mm -hmm. them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And you want to, like, even maybe give them advice on how to fix it or make it better for the future. But sometimes they know and they just want to complain. And that's okay. Well, that is – it's frustrating too because everything is easier on the outside. Mm-hmm. Everything – like if if you're telling me something that's going on, oh, it's easy in my head, check, 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 solved. Yeah. But it's not me mm-hmm. and that's why it's easy. Yeah. Or like vice versa. Like, Oh, yeah. And, and I think as friends we even know that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there'll be times where you, like, know what the person needs to do and you know that they know what they need to do, but they've got to go through certain motions. Oh, yeah. And you got to let people make their own mistakes. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not going to hurt themselves or somebody else, absolutely. And that's, you know, I mean, that's like the same thing with raising a kid. Mm-hmm. You, it, It's very difficult to let them 
do things, you know, and I say that like let them like not like, you know, but kind of watch them do things. Yeah. And you know that maybe they shouldn't be doing it or that's not the best idea, Mm -hmm. but they have to learn on their own. Yeah. And, you know, if you are, let's say you're not a parent, but you're a kid, in most cases, you have to think about like, and when I say a kid, I mean, like, you know, maybe you're in your teens or your 20s. And and your parents are, you know, saying a certain thing, like, you know, you're not going to, this isn't going to work out good. And you're like, yes, it is. Like, probably somewhere in there, you either think it's, there's no way that this is going to go wrong, Mm -hmm. or you're like, I know, but I want to prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, but they're just coming from a place of love and experience. Oh, I totally agree with that. Even like as an adult now, looking back on things that my mom said to me, and I was like, oh, you're nuts, lady, but Mm -hmm. totally right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially, like, maybe friends that she knew probably weren't really my friends, which she always knew before I did, but... Yeah. I would say a lot of that, for me, was more like... I want to say kind of like life advice. Mm -hmm. Like, where, you know, my parents would say something like, well, you know, that's not gonna... That's not a good decision or something like that. And I'm like, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, it wasn't. And, like, there was never an I told you so. Yeah. So that was good. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't like this <laughs> sly look. Like, hmm, you know. No, but I mean, like, that's the thing. We try to, like, look out for each other as people, you know, when we love each other as friends mm-hmm. or, you know, even as, like, a parent-child type of relationship. We're just trying to look out for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see anybody suffering. What's it like making friends as an adult? Oh, it's so hard. Why? It's difficult. I don't know. How do you even make friends as an adult? Uh, We're adult friends. Yeah. I think think there's a lot of different elements. So it's like you're kind of in your own, like your same routine every day, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's hard to come across somebody on a day-to-day basis, I would say, that you're like, oh, yeah, like we could totally be friends. You know, like you're not just like – I wonder how many people are just, like, standing in line at Starbucks and befriend the person next to them and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that that's, like, a common enough. That's my mom all day, every day. <laughs> is she, like, does she stay friends with them or is she just friendly with people in line? Um, both, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. She just loves talking. I wonder, like, what the most obscure way that somebody has, like, become a best friend. Mm-hmm. That would be, like, so interesting. Yeah. So if you have any... uh friends that you made in an interesting way you should rate us yeah let us know because mm-hmm. that would be fun yeah like i mean i i would say like as an adult I, most of my friends so i have like different sectors of friends i would say mm-hmm. so um most of my friends came from like music you know um and then i would say like i obviously have like you and like our gang you mm-hmm. know um but also i was realizing like realistically i think more of like more of the people in my life that I see and talk to the most are like my beauty squad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, for me, it's it's our group of yeah. girls, um, and I have another person that I met as an adult that I would consider one of my best friends. Um, and I think that we just became friends because from the moment I met her, she made me feel really comfortable around mm-hmm. her, yeah. and that was just it. Yep. Yeah, I would say the same. Um, I I know my friend Kimmy. We met as an adult. We met as adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't talk anymore. And um, it was the, it was a similar situation. She's like, you just made me feel so comfortable. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, it, it's 
it's they say like you have friends like for a reason a season or a lifetime Mm -hmm. and like some friends it's like you feel like you're going to be with them forever yeah but then it doesn't happen oh no why is that i just think people drift apart like in a bad way no life gets busy and and things get in the way and not that that's a good excuse but um my best friend growing up i thought that we were going to be best friends forever so close she was really like the only like best friend like real friend that i had in high school um and i still talk to her every now and then but she has kids and in a whole different life and i don't have kids and so i don't we just have two separate we went in two different paths yeah so i just think like we say hi and and like when I bought my house, she came to my house ring party. Like we invited each other to our weddings, but it's not, we don't hang out yeah. like we did. And it's like, it's almost nice because it's like you have that like time in a capsule, but at the same time, like you kind of wonder like how much more fun you guys could still have. Yeah. I feel that way. One of my friends in high school, we've recently like connected a little bit and just messaged here and there. Um, but I would say, like, over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But, like, we haven't been able to see each other. But we also haven't tried that hard. Yeah. So I do see this friend, um, I would say, probably, like, once a year. That yeah. sounds terrible. Um, but we tr- always try to get together more frequently than that. But something happens and we can't. Um, but the good thing about having her is everything's the same. Mm-hmm. So when I do see her, it's it's like no time has passed, which is good. You pick so, up right where you left y- off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So reason, season, lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, when people come into your life, sometimes you feel like, oh, my gosh, this person's amazing. And then, like, you guys have a falling out. But it's probably because one of you, obviously the other person, not you, <laughs> <laughs> are like, you know, there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes you incompatible at some point. Like, oh, I used to hang out with these two girls. So I had two different – I'll tell you secrets of my past. I had two mm-hmm. different stints where I, where I went clubbing. Mm-hmm. One was with a fake ID when I was 17, you know, for like a few months because all my <laughs> friends were like, I don't know, 20-something. Yeah. And then the other stint was like, mm, I don't know, early 2000s, okay? Mm-hmm. So – and but again, only a couple months. And it was just like a couple of girls I worked with and we had fun and we'd go clubbing and dancing and we could like really – we got turned before getting turned. <laughs> I hate that thing. expression, but sorry, we got turned. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we would go out and have fun, but you know they both like to drink, mm-hmm. and I don't drink, right. and I not that there's anything wrong with that, you know. But it, it's just one of those situations where at some point you sort of go, okay, but your priorities are different than mine. Yeah. What do you think about people who stay friends with the same people their whole life? I think that's okay, mm-hmm. but I still think like maybe. You should try to branch out and meet new people. Mm -hmm. Um, Two different scenarios for that. I know someone who has had the same group of friends forever. Um, We'll probably always be friends with these people. They're super close. Um, And it's a really great, like, relationship between all of them. And I know someone else who has the same friends that they've had since high school. And they don't see each other very often. And this person isn't necessarily good at going out and making new friends. So instead of trying they just kind of like sit at home by themselves and that's not healthy no sometimes i mean you know i'm a huge advocate of decompressing mm-hmm. um and just kind of being alone with yourself and exploring whatever like you know creative side or reading or you know just like being um you know where you go in what's the word i'm looking for introverted yeah, but uh, like, you know, like thoughtful about like where you are in life, just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, going internal. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I get that. 
I'm a big advocate for that because I don't think that you should be going all the time. Mm -hmm. But I do see people that have been with the same friends and they sort of have these archetypes in the group. So it'll be like, okay, this is like the couple in the group. And then this is the one that they like, like their drama. So they keep that person around. I see. And then this is the person that's like, you know. Um, the one that always has like the greatest stories, you know, or like goes on the like this is the one that maybe everyone envies or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's like a weird, unhealthy dynamic in the group and they just keep going for 20 years after high school. Well, I feel like when you have that, unless all of your friends are growing at the same time, you can't shake the person that they thought that you were, even if you're not that person anymore. Yeah, I, that could be why people don't remain friends with the same people. Yeah. Because they because they change, but they also don't want to be defined as who they were, like, when they first met. Yeah, for sure. So, like, if you met me when I was, like, 15, then you would know that I'm a huge dork. <laughs> so, obviously, then, my whole life, I'm a dork, which really hasn't changed. You're fully aware of my dork status. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you might not ever shake who I was. Yeah. Or you might not realize that, like, my brain has expanded and I've had different experiences to to form who I am today. Yeah, it's like those certain friends have an idea of who you are in their head. And no matter how much you've changed or you show that you've changed, they're still going to think of you in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's like I don't feel like that's really being a friend because mm-hmm. you should be growing together. Yeah. And like acknowledging that progress in the other person's life. Yeah. And some friends like – truly are bad for you and you probably know it mm-hmm. like those girls i was telling you about like they were nice girls but like one night they got pulled over mm-hmm. and i was behind <laughs> them and one went to jail and i had to carry the other one into their house and i was just like this is a mess oh my goodness. like i don't like why why am i doing this in my life you yeah. know what i mean and granted i was like 20 something and i'm not minimizing age because you know um, i'm just saying like i was young and i had the energy for it mm-hmm. i think to be, to try to be that really good friend yeah and, like, I'm glad I was there, but I wasn't going to be that constant person that was picking up the pieces. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's hard. I feel like that's something that once you become that person, the I can listen to your problems or help you solve your problems or pick up the mess, they always count on you for that. And that's not fair. No. So, in other words, like, you'll be the friend that they call and say, this, this, and this is happening, or they text, this, this, and this is happening, but... They don't ask how you are. Yes. That's a thing for you. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing for me. Um, I feel like a lot of friendships that I have had, that's what it turns into. I'm really good at giving advice, and I'm not, like, saying that. Like, I I feel like I actually am really good at giving advice. But when I need someone to give me advice or maybe just listen, it's not always the same. Because sometimes you want, like, a girlfriend to listen to you vent. Oh, yeah. And you're not always getting like it's not like that care and that listening and the consideration that you're giving. It's not always reciprocated. Yeah, it's kind of like they'll listen to my problem and then, okay, this is how mine is worse, which like you could have your own thing going on and that's fine. And if you need to vent that back, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But just acknowledge that I have something going on and tell me it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) you're all my foot's on fire it's gonna be okay tab yeah it's gonna be okay (laughs) do you know why my foot would be on fire i don't either but i'm all do you want advice on this or would you like help or do you just need someone to listen do you need me to put the fire out or do you want me to watch it burn (laughs) your poor foot (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it, you know, I have different relationships and we all know that I love to talk. So it's obviously one of my, um, you know, challenges in life. Mm-hmm. And so are you agreeing? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's funny because I do have my friend that will definitely listen, 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 listen. And I can't stop myself from telling her stuff. Like I, yeah. I know that I need to scale it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just how my brain works. I got to get it all out, you know? Yeah. And so I'll talk and talk and talk. And then she's just – and then I'll say, okay, what's going on with you? And she'll tell me her stuff, you know. But it's never as in- intricate and involved as mine. Not that like – Do you think that it's actually not or do you think she holds back from telling you? I I don't – she holds back anyway mm-hmm. a little just in yeah. general with stuff. Like she's not as like let me tell you every detail I have to – you know what I mean? Are we talking about me? No. <laughs> no, I know you hold that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's part of my problem. Yeah. Like, I know that I'm I'm good at listening and good at giving advice. Yeah. I like to solve my own problems, and mm. I don't really like to tell people about them until I have some kind of plan in my head. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think I've ever been like, I know you have a lot going on, but I need you to listen and not say anything about yourself for a minute. Yeah. So maybe it's my fault. No, I mean, I I always like to look at every situation like, okay, what's my role in this? Yeah. So like I I can say to myself like, okay, well, I'm always the one talking and she's always the one listening. How am I responsible? Yeah. But also I don't think like that you can completely blame yourself in that situation. If somebody is like a friend that just doesn't really care that much, they just want to talk about themselves. Yeah. I wonder too though, like you like to talk a lot and I know sometimes you do recognize that you're doing it, but I wonder if sometimes people don't recognize the fact that they've spent so much time talking about themselves that mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on with the other person. No, for sure. So I actually I had a situation recently. So my friend Katie, you know, I was I text her and I'm like, you know how I get on the phone with you and talk a whole bunch and you talk 10 percent. I go, that's happening to me right now because mm-hmm. I was on the phone with someone else. Mm-hmm. And and it was like I was like, I'm sorry for being me <laughs> <laughs> because I just felt like, oh, crap, this is what she deals with, you mm-hmm. know. I've even gotten on the phone with my mom and I'll think to myself, I can't stop talking. I can't stop talking. But I keep talking. I told her. Why? Don't you just want to talk? No. Why? I'll talk Luke's ear off all day. Yeah. If it's someone else, I don't. eh. I mean, I feel like you, you do talk to me, but also I can see when you're holding something back. Yeah. And like. Sometimes I'm just like, just say it. Because like if it is something that I'm doing, just tell me now. Right. Well, I get that. Yeah. But a lot of times it's not. You have to say it's it, it's like it's me. Just say it's me. Don't worry about it. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like or you have to like it's you, but you can talk about it with me. Like, no, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the patience to no. wait. No. If I say this is like getting a little bit off track, but I'll just we'll mm-hmm. say this and I'll leave it alone. Mm-hmm. If I say to you, it's something personal I don't want to talk about it right now, you have to know what it is and you won't stop until I tell you. But that's really funny because yesterday I was like, you know, you need to know something, but I can't tell you someone else has mm-hmm. to tell you. And you were like, well, why did you even tell me? Yeah, that is frustrating. But if I'm like in a mood and you're like, is it me? What is it? What's going on? And I'm like, no, it's not you. It's personal. I don't want to talk about it right now. Like. You asked if it was you and I said no, but you have to know what it is versus me being like, I have a story about someone and they're going to no, tell you about me. No, it wasn't juicy. But that's how it came off. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So like in that case, 
when when you say something, I don't, you know, it's still even though I'm aware of the fact that it's personal and you're not ready to share. Like I'm not saying like personal, personal. Yeah. But you're just like you're internalizing. That's the word I was looking mm-hmm. for earlier. Um, you're internalizing it right then. Yeah. I still need to know because I still need to work it out. Yeah. I still need to work it out for myself. Then for you. No, I get that. I just no. Yeah, I get it. Dead, dead silence. <laughs> As we care bear stare each other. No, not really. Um, sometimes you have to have those hard conversations with friends. Oh, yeah. Like this. I mean, this wasn't like – I mean, this wasn't hard for no. us. But like sometimes it can be uncomfortable to tell somebody like, listen, this is what you do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But it's good to have those like I feel type conversations. Or even if a friend does ask you for advice, sometimes it's hard to give them your honest opinion. But you need to do it. Yeah. Because they need to hear it. And you might even say like – I know this isn't probably like what you want to hear, but here's what it sounds like. Yeah. Or you might still need to go through the motions of this, you know, not like sub subpar relationship, let's say. But what I'm saying is, is you're better than this person. I think, too, like maybe if you need to say something, but you don't know exactly how to say it, you could always say this isn't going to come out right. Mm -hmm. But this Mm -hmm. is what I need to tell you. Yep. Um. That way you're at least saying it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And then at least say no. And if somebody's going to be mad at you for being truthful, sometimes it's just because it hurts a little. And it's not It's not that it hurts them because, like, their feelings are hurt. It's because, like, they know it's true. And it's kind of hard to face yourself when it's, like, they're not flaws, but you kind of feel like they are. Yeah. But also in that, like, being – in that situation, I can recall specifically one time where a friend did have a co- hard conversation with me. And at the time, I was upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, looking back, she was totally right. And she was right to say something about it. And I'm glad she did. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Yeah. So it's like you have to have those hard conversations even when it sucks. Yeah. Because even if the person feels like you came off wrong, they're going to think about it. And they're going to know that. You came from a good place and you mean well. Yep. Or like the other day I called you and I was like, hey, that thing I said to you five minutes ago, uh, did you take offense to that? Uh-huh. And it was like I, I pretty much figured you didn't. Yeah. But I just wanted to clear the air right then and there in case you were frustrated. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be responsible for your frustration, even though like I'm not really responsible for how you feel. Yeah. If something I said was re- like, you know, if, if I was the root of something that made you upset, I would want to correct that as soon as I possibly could. Right. Even if that was hard for me to face that I upset you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Mm. Well, this was a good talk. Um, what about, oh, you know what? What about being friends with your significant other's friends? This is a tough one for me. You can be nice to someone without being their friend. Hmm. Just because you're, wait, are we talking about significant other's friends? Or Either way. S- okay. However you want to slice it. You can be nice to them. You don't have to be their friend for either situation, I guess. Um, but when it comes to like you trying to befriend your significant other's friend's significant other. <laughs> that was confusing. So let's say like your fiance's um, best friend's girlfriend. girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to be friends with those people. Yeah. You can just be nice. Yeah. And you can like hang out in the same area, but you don't have to like share your super personal yeah. stories with them. You might connect really great. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you don't always. Yeah. And you don't have to fake it. Right. 
Yeah, I, I don't think faking friendship is a good idea. Yeah, fake friends. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a terrible uh, social media post. Oh my gosh! To cause drama. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think it's good that um, we kind of talked deeper about friendship, and we should do it again sometime. Oh, definitely in the future. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, you should send us in your questions about like friendship or relationship or. And your weird ways of how you've met your good friends. Yeah, because, you know, we love to hear that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, definitely. And then we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And connect with us on Instagram at Life Rules Pod. Check you later.